This episode of Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by Podcast Republic, a podcast client for Android. With over 2 million downloads, it's one of the most popular podcatchers on the platform. You can download podcasts, you can download audiobooks, you can download YouTube channels, crazy, and synchronize them across all of your Android devices. Oh, and you can automate downloads so that you never miss your favorite shows. Podcast Republic, a podcast app you can trust. Radio Free Tote Bag, episode 28, and I'm Donovan. And I'm Arthur. And uh, we got a lot of questions this week, uh, so it's going to be a short little intro. Here's the only thing, Arthur, that I have on my mind. What's on your mind, Donovan? Uh, I had the worst night terror slash night hallucination uh, I have ever had. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So I get like those hypnagogic jerks or whatever, uh, where you jerk off in your sleep. <laughs> no, got him. Now, when you like your body just tenses up and like fucking twitches in the middle of the night. Yeah. Sometimes totally. it wakes you up. Like that that sensation of falling and hitting the bed. Oh yeah, that one's fucked up. I've had that before yeah. for sure. It spooks the hell out of you. Well, so I got one. Uh I usually sleep on my side, holding the pillow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh I'm just falling asleep. I'm still like conscious and like thinking about some stuff. And I I feel something like somebody's finger just poke me right in the chest like hard like if somebody was coming up and being like listen here bucko and just like sticks you in the chest and I fucking like oh my god my heart rate goes crazy I'm looking around because I'm like what pickle like under the blanket what and there's nothing there mm-hmm. and it was fucking horrifying I don't think I fell asleep for like two hours later because I'm like expecting some you know creepy shit like that to happen again it was horrible wow. That's yeah. fucked up, my guy. That is. I'm I'm not into it. I don't I sleep poorly to begin with. And uh I've been extra tired this week as a result, because ah oh, god, the back of my head. I'm just like if something I don't know, if something pokes me again. I don't like that, man. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm gonna start introducing the term strong sleeper, because you know how you could be like a strong swimmer? Yeah. I'm not a strong sleeper. Apparently not. I don't know what exercise you do to fend off the fucking poke demons in the night, but uh, I'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> Proper sleep hygiene, perhaps. Yeah. Well, Which is what they true. call that shit. The, the <laughs> habits around sleep. They call it sleep hygiene. No, exactly. Why can't, why can't I possibly sleep well as I fucking wake up at inconsistent times, take naps in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. drink caffeine too late? Read and fucking stay on my phone before bed, play yep. video games late. I, I don't know what's happening. What the fuck? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right. I, I was reading that's part of it, too. Yep. But, uh, yeah, probably probably not going to make those changes anytime oh, soon. Oh, fuck like, no. Are something, you serious? Something more, something more horrible has to happen. Exactly. Before these demons can beat me into sleeping, uh, healthy sleeping habits. Here's a horrible thing that happened to me. What you got? I saw the major Hollywood motion picture, The Nun. I don't know that one. Is this is this just a movie that came out? Yeah, it's a horror movie about uh, this like horrifying nun. That sounds awful. Yeah. I went to Catholic school, so that sounds extra yeah. awful. Might fuck you up pretty good. It was it was just like a cheesy cornball, fucking full of plot holes, piece of shit. Where you're just like, hell yeah, like they kept having jump scares that would not. That just would not fucking materialize into anything. Like, it would be like, jump scare, the monster grabbed him, oh god, and then they would just kind of like, <laughs> and then walk away from it, and it wouldn't oh, chase them or anything. That's weak. It was weak as to shit. Be fair, to be fair, I feel like a non-monster or otherwise, like, would not be particularly effective at jump scares. Like, some 80-year-old lady is like, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna jump and spook ya. And you're like, uh, uh, okay. The nun looked a lot like Marilyn Manson. Was it Marilyn Manson? No, unfortunately. Oh, that would have made the movie damn. 500 times better. <laughs> yeah. That's a rad fucking nun, though. All, all my nuns when I was in like, middle school. Uh, I just remember my algebra teacher nun. Uh, she had a mustache. And, uh, that's why I ended up growing one today. <laughs> well, hey, Arthur, speaking of mustaches, we got two kind of questions in the suggestion box. Okay. And... Uh, as I said, we also got a lot of questions, so I'm going to start with these. We'll yeah. get into those other questions. 
And uh, it was going to be a pretty content-full episode. Bus in. So here's what we got. Uh, first, how do the ladies like Donovan stash when, you know, he goes down on them? Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, th- thank you for, uh, thanks for that insightful, <laughs> insightful, <laughs> point of, insightful point of discussion. Well, oh, man. Well, how do they? Never had any complaints. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody's even commented on that. The only thing I've gotten is like kissing people are like, I'll take a sip of water or something and mm-hmm. I won't realize that I got moisture like floating around in there and they'll be like, ugh. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Feels like you took like a wet toothbrush and just kind of like pushed it against my nose. Uh, I, I don't know. That's the, only, that's the only experience I've had with it. I have been accused of tickling with it. Uh oh. Yeah. Which that just means. You got to kind of, uh, you got to be a little more, uh, I don't want to use the word forceful. That's not really the word. You got to, you can't be too gingerly if you have a mustache because you'll be tickling. No, yeah, yeah. Because then it's just like it's gently, gently getting brushed yeah. right there on the clitoris. I don't, I don't know if that's anybody's thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> you have to gently brush the clitoris. <laughs> Step one, grow a mustache. If you cannot grow a mustache, cut off the head of a toothbrush, maybe two, staple them to your upper lip. Ooh. Now you're a pussy eating machine. God, that was a bad image. That was a bad, bad image. <laughs> Stapled. Yeah. I don't know why that's, that was my uh, default adhesion method right there, particularly for the lip. Damn. Oh, yeah. Not, uh, no complaints, no comments, really. Kissing is just weird. All right, here's our other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on which date, which date number is, uh, is fucking okay? So I'm assuming, like, how many dates in is it cool to have sex? All you got of a stance them. on this? Yeah. All of them. <laughs> Any of them. Whenever you're ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I- I'm with you. I've had it be number one. I've had it a few down the line. I think it just depends. Like, sometimes that energy's there. Sometimes you're both into it, and sometimes you're not. But uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that. Uh, any of those situations. No, it's it's complete. You know, you're adult human beings, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. So yeah, you want to go down to the fucking uh, bar, watch the first couple episodes of Big Mouth on Netflix, and then bang one out. That's on you. Yeah, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, that sounds like an ideal kind of date. Season two, yeah. Big Mouth coming out. I gotta meet somebody real quick. There you go, and uh, bang them, bang them, boom. All right. Uh, <laughs> just nailed, nailed the question box down. Smashed. Yeah. Uh, let's keep the steam train rolling. What do we got on Reddit? <coughs> I don't know why I did the Little Mermaid when I was clearing my throat, but it happened. I, 17F, <laughs> threw up in front of my boyfriend's 17M parents, who I just met for the first time. Just happened a couple of hours ago, and I feel absolutely mortified to the point where I haven't moved from my bed in three hours. Around noon today, I went out to lunch with one of my friends. I ordered a chicken salad, uh, first mistake, and halfway through, I realized that some pieces were pink in the middle. I sent it, <laughs> yeah, I sent it back, and they made another one for me. But little did I know, the damage had already been done. Frowny face. I had my share of food poisoning before, <laughs> and usually. Uh, I started showing symptoms within two hours. Two hours passed, and I was completely fine. So I thought I may have lucked out this time around. That night, I was supposed to have dinner at my boyfriend's house with my parents, with his parents. My boyfriend and I have been dating for about four months, and it's been going wonderfully. Around a week ago, he told me that his parents really wanted to meet me and wanted to have me over for dinner sometime. I was a bit hesitant since he's from an extremely affluent family. His dad owns a huge technology company, and his mom is a professor at Harvard Law School. Jeff Bezos. (laughs) Well, I grew up in a low-income household with a single mom. I was really nervous and afraid that they wouldn't like me. My boyfriend picks me up around 6 p.m. to go to his house. I'm completely fine at this point. We get there, and I spend like five minutes gaping at his mansion of a house before walking in and meeting his parents. They were really nice and welcoming. Then the the pain started. At first, I felt like my... At first, I felt it in my stomach and prayed to God it would pass. This lasted around 20 minutes, and it was in waves. We were eating at this point. I'm fidgety, nervous, and just not myself. 
Another five minutes in, and I start to sweat and feel extremely nauseous. I feel... I pretty much feel screwed at this point, but I'm too nervous to just leap up from the table and ask where the bathroom is. His parents are still asking me questions and being really nice, and I'm just grimacing and sweating. <laughs> I don't touch my food, and my boyfriend notices and puts his hand on my leg underneath the table and asks if I'm feeling okay. His parents uh, shut up, and all eyes are on me. I tell them that I was feeling a bit faint and ask if I could use the bathroom. I'm trying super hard not to throw up at this point. My boyfriend's mom asks him to show me the bathroom, and I basically grab onto his arm and throw him a desperate look. I cover my mouth with my hand, and at this point, I think he gets the memo and jogs me to a bathroom down the hall. You know how right before... You know how right before you're for sure going to throw up, your mouth starts to water? That, <laughs> that happened as I was running to the bathroom. I didn't even make it to the toilet. I threw up in their marble sink. <laughs> my boyfriend was like oh shit and grabbed my hair I think his parents heard and both of them came rushing over to see his mom literally said oh my gosh honey to be honest I just wanted to die on the spot so I finished throwing up and I immediately burst into tears and started apologizing profusely to his parents they told me it was okay and asked me if they needed to take me to a hospital I said no I told them that I could clean it up for them, and they were like, no, 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 we got it. I kept apologizing and went back and forth for a bit. His dad went and grabbed me a new toothbrush and some toothpaste and some water. They took me to a separate bathroom and waited for me to clean up. Then his dad drove me and my boyfriend back to my place. I apologized for a final time and went home and threw up again. Now, I've been in bed for the past three hours, mortified to no end. My boyfriend's called me like three times and texted, but I can't bring myself to face him or his family. What can I do at this point? Write an apology to his parents? I feel like I feel like they 100% no doubt hate me now. I just met them and threw up all over their sink, ruined the dinner that his mom had prepared. It was a really lavish meal and I couldn't eat any of it. And I cried. I feel like they're going to tell him to break up with me. My boyfriend probably wants to break up with me at this point. How do I even begin to fix this? TLDR, I got food poisoning and threw up in my boyfriend's sink and his parents watching. It was the first time that I met them. We couldn't even finish dinner. I just want to crawl in a hole. And that was posted by throw away 87563. <laughs> oh, no, man. You had, you had no idea... Little did you know that the damage had been done. You ate half of a raw chicken salad sandwich. How did you not notice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's unpleasant. The most, uh, <laughs> the forbidden meat, raw chicken. Yeah. Oh, God. Blue rare chicken. Oh, oh man. They're not, they're not going to tell them to break up with you. They're, they're not, you know, it might be a little annoying because they got to clean up vomit, but it, it's not no. a big deal. Right. Meeting people's parents is tough, especially when you're young. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure everybody has a story of fucking it up somehow. But nobody's going to be like, oh, you got food poisoning. Son, you better stay away from that girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fucking hoi polloi low class girl with her poor food standards. <laughs> yeah. Her, uh, that classic dish of the proletariat raw chicken <laughs> salad. Nah, man, I, I met my first girlfriend's parents. I was 16. No, nah, I was 15. Mm -hmm. Went to dinner at their place. Uh, we're all sitting around. I'm nervous, and I knock over a glass of water like, oh. all over the table. Water goes everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God. Apologize. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Clean it up. And I fucking swear to God, five or ten minutes later, I knock it over again. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could even talk. I just, like... Oh God! And like, put my head down, and they were, they were losing it though. Like, they couldn't handle it better. They were really sweet about it, but I, I was about ready to just fucking leave and never talk to any of them again. But yeah. I, it, it's cool, man. It's gonna be all right. It's even a little endearing, although that was probably just obnoxious. Mm -hmm. You ever fuck up? You ever fuck up with uh, meeting the parents? I have a tendency to uh, eat too much, just generally. I'm a bit of an overeater myself. And uh, I was in upstate New York. I had met uh, I had met them before, but maybe like once for like a holiday thing. It was like the second time I was up there. And uh, 
I was kind of nervous again about, you know, about seeing him again. And so I start just like laying into this like chicken pasta dish, just like really getting it because it it was delicious and I was nervous and I'm fucking just pound this food and I won't have to talk as much. And, uh, her, like, uh, her dad actually said, can you lay off? Can you lay off that? (laughs) And I was like, as I was like going for seconds. That's mortifying, dude. Yeah. I, would, I don't know if I would ever eat around him again. Yeah, that would kill me. It fucked me up every other time I ate around him. After that, like, Ugh. suck. Because then you you get that thing. It's like when you get anxious about walking or like doing common things. Like you become hyper aware of it. Yeah, and then you're like, how, how do I even do this? Like you're <laughs> actively thinking like, okay, like I. Please don't drop any of this pasta. We got to get this into our. Ma- oh God, no! Oh, <laughs> fuck! They hate me. They hate my guts. Uh, did that did that work out? Do you have at least a positive spin to this for this person, or did that like actually fuck anything up? Um, her dad was just like an asshole, so yeah. that definitely sounds more on him. It's like first time at dinner. Yeah, and lay off. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I like your food. You fucking asshole. Yeah, fucking. Right. Hu- I'm fucking hungry. <clears throat> you got this throwaway though. Don't worry about it. Maybe apologize to him next time you see him. I mean, actually, probably definitely do that, but it's it's not a big deal. This isn't going to end anything. They'll understand. And if yeah. you apologize, they'll know you're you know a sweet, thoughtful person, and you're good. Yep. Just uh, don't eat more raw chicken. <laughs> Maybe yeah. start taking a look on the first bite instead of halfway through the sandwich. <laughs> oh, man, but now she's got to, like, inspect all of her food all the time. That'll yeah, fuck you up, man. too. It might be different pieces too, and you gotta let maybe some uh-huh. of them are gonna have pink, but not. It's not gonna be till the second half of the sandwich. Yeah, I maybe wouldn't hit the chicken salad at this place again. Very good idea. All right, uh, out of uh, raw chicken world and uh, into a weird end to a date. Yeah, I am still trying to process it. I went on a date last night, twenty-eight m, twenty-six f. Nice evening, wine, pizza, walk on the beach, tons of laughs and good chemistry, etc. It comes to the end of the night, and she is like, I build a pillow fort over the weekend. Do you want to come see? I took it as a euphemism of some kind. I was wrong. She legit had a pillow fort, complete with cardboard sign. <laughs> we drank a bit more, and then I left. How the hell do I take that? There was no underlying tension once we got back to hers, but who invites someone back after a date with that in mind? She was delightful, but I don't know how to read last night slash plan the second date. Do I build a bigger fort to assert my dominance? Guidance appreciated, which was posted by Gluten-Free Nihilism. Good name. Very good name. Very good name. Damn. Pillow fort. Like, for real pillow fort. I need to know what the fuck this sign said. I I was reading through the comments uh, earlier on. Apparently it said, like, uh, Castle and then this girl's name. Okay. Like Castle Jenny or something like that. Sadly not. Castle Jess. Ah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. We got to make sure we don't confuse it with the other uh, pillow fort with signs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jess is a fucking weirdie. It's I I'm totally with you. That sounds like a euphemism. Do you want to come see my pillow for it? Oh, you're fucking a pillow for it. That that definitely I I would be. I don't know. I feel like that implies some like snuggling or something going yeah. on. Yeah, like, you're gonna you don't just like go into a pillow for it and be like, here, here you go. Uh, let me give you the grand tour. There's a sign. There's some pillows. There's some blankets. Yeah. Uh, now let's bang one out in this pillow for it. Yeah. I okay. You should have taken the initiative and gone into the pillow fort like the second you saw it. Because she's gonna follow <laughs> you it in there. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's the obligation. If someone goes in your pillow fort, you, you gotta go in after them. That's right. You gotta say there was no underlying tension. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know, dude. That's I think that's pretty funny and awesome. Like if yeah. I was out with somebody, like check out this weird thing I built. I don't know. I'd be into that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's creative. That's interesting. It's because we say yes to life, Donovan. Yeah, man. <laughs> we say yes to, to pillow forts and uh, no underlying tension. Here's yeah. the. I think that probably what happened is you dried her up real good when you didn't just go right into her fucking fort. 
That's true. She felt like you shat on her hospitality, and yeah. that was uncool. Here's my pillow fort. And you were just like, <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, uh, Castle Jess, huh? Yeah, you're going to be stoked about this. You're be like, oh. Or if you're not into... You're not into this sort of weirdness, then. I don't know. Maybe this isn't a good sign. But yeah. get, get the impression this dude is. She was delightful. Yeah. He's yeah. into her. Here, here's your two takeaways here. Uh, regardless, she invited you back to her place to mm-hmm. show something. She's, she's at least somewhat into you. That's a good sign. Right. And uh, she's down for some weird, unusual shit. So in terms of planning the second date, like you could get kind of a inside joke, like running thing going if you come up with some ridiculous second date. And then maybe on the third, she comes up with something crazier. Uh, and at some point, you're just at furry conventions together. Yeah. So there's a there's a good train. There's a good road this can lead down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it ends with yiffing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You got anything else? I think this is good. Yeah, build the bigger fort. There you go. You want to use couch cushions for that? They're a really good building material for pillow forts. Picky's all about the pillow for it, dude. Oh yeah, they love that. Not a human size, but I just like make a little triangle of uh, pillows and put a blanket on it, and she mm-hmm. just like darts into there. She gets so excited. <laughs> oh, picky cat castle. All right, out of the pillow fort and into the. Uh, I don't know what you can't do is. the same. <laughs> you can't do the same transition. <laughs> all right, here this next one is. He, 31M, is coming on too, way too, he, 31M, is coming on too strong, way too soon, and it's starting to scare me, 25F. I met this guy two months ago. He was very sweet, and I happily agreed to go on a date. He has many attributes I like about him, treats me really nice, and we have many things in common. So I saw a potential and happily agreed to keep seeing him to see where things will go. However, the longer I know him, the more creeped out I'm becoming by his behavior. He seems, he really seems too into me too soon. We only went on a couple dates. I'm abroad for a couple months due to work, so we can't meet in person now, and we haven't kissed yet. However, he texts me that he misses me, is thinking about me, etc., ten times a day. Not an exaggeration. He has a busy job, but he keeps texting me constantly during his day. Asking me how I am, how my day was, asking me about, talking about his day. He often texts me when he's at work. My job isn't as busy as his, and I don't, and I don't even have time to reply to all of it when I'm working. Moreover, to each of my messages, he sends at least five or six follow-ups. Oof. He also recently started sending gifts to me. The first time, it was sweet, but he already sent two, he already sent me two gifts, not super expensive, but definitely not cheap. Since we met two months ago, and the third one is on the way. He also sent a letter saying how happy he is he met me and repeatedly offered to do other, quote, small things for me. E.g., I mentioned I didn't have HBO Go, and he said he would pay for my account if I wanted to set one up. One, I refused. Two, I'm not poor. I can easily afford this if I want to, and he knows that. I tried to talk to him about it, and he told me not to rush because I need more space. Hmm. I tried to talk to him about it and told him not to rush because I need more space. And he said that we don't know each other that well, but he just says, I don't mean to put any pressure on you. I just really like you. Regarding the gifts, etc., he says that he just wants to make me happy, but he doesn't seem to understand this is this in not really what I want. We'll type. What do you think? Is he just trying too hard or should I consider it a red flag and run? Thank you. TLDR, guy I went on a couple dates with, texts me constantly, sends me gifts, and says he misses me ten times a day. Red flag. And that was posted by Elaine Porter. I think this is a red flag. Yeah. Stage five (laughs) clinger. Yeah. I mean, people got their different love languages or whatever, and sometimes that doesn't match up, but this is a bit more of this. To me, this this reeks of insecurity. And... uh, you know, you only went on a couple of dates. He's really into you. Like, sounds like too much too quickly. And you go abroad, and now he's very anxious and concerned about it. And so he's texting you all the time and sending you all these things. And uh, I, I definitely think that reflects insecurity in somebody. Mm. And that's a, I don't know, it's definitely a red flag. That's a, that's a weird way 
to try to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely insecurity on his part. Um, I totally feel his energy, though. I feel it. Uh, if I let myself, I can be this guy. I hear you. I uh, I had that issue with texting, especially in high school. Uh-huh. But, uh, and I could totally see feeling like that. You meet somebody you like and they go and you're like, oh man, like what if they meet somebody else? Really like this person? Like better try to keep in touch with them. Yeah, I gotta and stay up impulse, in these DMs. Yeah. And that impulse may not necessarily come from a weird or creepy place. Uh, but it's definitely not a good impulse. You know, yeah. you can't, you can't force these things. And if you're in this situation, just hang back. Like, try to keep in touch with them. There's no big deal with that. But nobody wants to be texted fucking all the time with multiple in a row, and they're not reading the cues if you're just messaging back a little bit. Right. Not much self-awareness. Definitely some uh, some low self-esteem. That's absolutely the case. So I think, I think in terms of like what you do here, though, if you're into this guy enough, which I, I don't know if I get the impression that you are, uh, but you know, if you want to give this a chance, maybe back off a little bit, because it's going to be hard to directly confront this over text. Uh, or on the other hand, if you think you can take it, just be like, "Look, this is this is a little too much for me. I like you, but uh, we've only been out a couple times. Like, I'd like to see you when you get back, but you know, you're you're going a little overboard. Yeah. If you think that he's not going to go crazy on that, and if he takes that well and changes, then see him when you get back. Maybe something good will happen. Uh, but I don't think it's going to go that smoothly. Yeah. And you might just want to shut this guy down. Aggie says, says, set boundaries clearly and early. Be blunt. If you can't respect that, it's a problem you should not ignore. How would you, how would you, I'd feel weird phrasing this as a, like a boundary kind of makes sense. It's more straightforward and like, I don't know, there's something sexually that you don't like or, you know, the way that somebody touches you. How would you phrase kind of this boundary to this dude who it's texting and you know what I mean? I'm not articulating this very well. Like, how do you confront this dude about this if you're going to do that? Just be like, crawl out of my ass. <laughs> you got to crawl out of my ass. You're all the way in my ass. Just get uh, like halfway out. Yeah. Just fucking crawl out a little bit. It's it's definitely not going to fucking go well. And yeah, I get the so. sense that he's not going to respect it, so... Yep. yep, there they were. Yeah. I might horn it. I'm horning it. I think this is, I think this is a worthy horning. He's going to be I think, devastated. Yes. And I, even if you're just trying to set boundaries as opposed to ending it, it's, he's going to get real weird about it. Yeah. That's going to be extra weird because you're in a different place and it's over text. Uh, he's going to show up on your goddamn doorstep with like a comically oversized animal as a gift. <laughs> like stuffed animal. What, like, I was going to say, what, like a hippopotamus? It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be him and a hippo on your doorstep. And uh, you know, once once that thing gets there, it's a real pain in the ass to, to get it out. Yeah, they're me. fucking dangerous too. Oh, yeah, man. On the other hand, the hippo might eat him, and then your problem's solved, and you there get you a go. cool new hippo friend. <laughs> Hippopotamus wingman. That's my new. That's my new ABC comedy series. Look for it. Look for it in October. This week on ABC, <laughs> she's a girl with a too clingy boyfriend. He is a four thousand pound vicious animal <laughs> from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hippo sound like. I think he likes you. He's never liked any. <laughs> no! Chomp. Hippopotamus boyfriend. All right. We got a show to make. Hippopotamus boyfriend is definitely the right answer. And uh, I think that settles it. So, Arthur, what do you say we get out of the hippopotamus? <laughs> Get into the doctor's office. <laughs> Dead now. 19F by 20M. Boyfriend doesn't want me to see a doctor. I've been feeling ill recently after taking my birth control pill. This has gone on for about four months, including periods of memory loss and fainting. 
It scared me a lot, but my boyfriend talked me out of seeing a doctor because he says he always gets worried whenever I go to the doctor and he doesn't like it. Well, now I've recently discovered I'm pregnant in spite of taking my pill. I know it's not fail-proof, though. And I would like to see a doctor in case my health issues might affect the pregnancy and baby, even though I'm not sure if I'll keep it yet or not. But my boyfriend is still saying that I don't need to, and I shouldn't because it had upset his mental health during a trying time. Posted by Throwaway TLSP. I can't smash it hard enough! <laughs> oh my god. Dude! Oh my god. You gotta go to the fucking doctor if you're pregnant. Yeah, yeah doctor! It's, it's not like you got a cold and like maybe if it gets bad enough. Like nobody gets pregnant and nobody doing the healthy thing. Nobody gets pregnant and it's like, if any issues come up, I'll go to the doc. But uh, if not, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, you got to go get in touch with an OBGYN and have like a whole fucking pregnancy care plan created. Uh, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, do not have this child. I'm going to like just fool out say that. Uh-huh. Uh, especially... You know, if there's any chance of you sticking with this dude, which there shouldn't be, but no. like for the love of God, this is this is an unstable, not good person here. Like my initial thought was, uh, oh, you're ill after taking the birth control pill. He doesn't want to go back to condoms, so he's like, <laughs> yeah. so he's like, don't go to the doctor, stay on the pill. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, this is just fucking weird. This is some weird controlling bullshit. It is. It's a combination of controlling shit, and uh, there is like that widespread, uh, particularly among like alternative health type people, Mm. like that fear of a doctor. And there's a difference between like I don't want to do that because you're worried about like financials and stuff, which is definitely a thing in this country. But uh, this is it's making you anxious. Like if you just didn't like doctors, sure, uh, it's not fucking his body. Like, (laughs) like, oh my god. And especially so, telling you after you're pregnant. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry, what? Your boyfriend is forbidding you from seeing a doctor and you're allowing that? Regardless whether you have health issues or not, you need to see a doctor during pregnancy. Do not put his views on doctors above your unborn child. If you're going to keep the child, you need to start going to appointments, taking pregnancy vitamins, go through your family history, have blood tests, urine tests, etc. says K1396. And OP responds, he's not exactly forbidding me. He's just arguing and making things hard at the moment. I don't think if it came to it, he'd physically stop me. But I don't know if I can walk the way to our doctors without being ill at the moment. And I don't drive. So I'd probably need him to drive me. And if it came to that, I don't think he would. Drive. <laughs> Smash that button. Oh, my Ugh. God. Fuck. You also, you also got to look inside. Like, because... It is, it is not a good sign that you don't recognize how fucked up this is. True. You know what I mean? Like, even if he's not exactly forbidding you, even if he's just arguing, and also you don't think that he'd physically stop you. I don't think he'd <laughs> physically not, stop me from going to a doctor. Yeah. yeah. Nobody in a healthy relationship says that about their partner, and that is without talking about everything else going wrong with this. You got to get out of this. Um, like, again, I'm fully saying, don't, don't have this kid. You, yeah. you've got a lot of personal stuff to work on before you want to bring a child into that. Yeah. Fuck, I, dude. I hate this boyfriend. Yeah, he sucks. He does. He sucks so bad. Ugh. Yep. Horns, get a doctor. Boom. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any, there's, there's no alternative there. And no. the, uh, that's the official answer. Yeah. Uh, please do that. That's the RFTB party line. Whew. Yes. Oh man. I gotta uh I gotta cool off after that. You know what'll make me cool off, Arthur? What would make you cool off? If we get out of the abusive boyfriend doctor's office <laughs> and into the unwilling lesbian threesome situation. What if we take a trip to the friend zone? How would that how'd that grab you? I'm definitely down to go out of the doctor's office and into the friend zone. <laughs> I love how, like, it sounds so fucking goofy with those inflections when I do the <laughs> when I do the drop. <laughs> okay, here we go. Get I, it. 16F lesbian, am being offered two guys for threesomes by my best friend, 16F. 
This all started about a year ago when my best friend, who I'm really close with, asked me to have a threesome with her and her BF. I declined, uh, because I'm a lesbian, and I haven't done much sexually and don't want to jump off into the deep end. That was it at the time, but she brought it up again. We were at lunch and showing me guys on this dating app saying they were cute. She mentioned that one of the guys would want to have a threesome with me. I was shocked because I had no idea who this guy was and he lived a while away. I asked her how the guy had heard of me and she mentioned she told him about me. She was really pressuring and said it wasn't that bad and all I had to do was kiss him. That's not what a threesome is. I wanted to end the conversation by saying maybe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> then she showed me her now ex saying what about him? I said maybe again. <laughs> about a day later messaged me on Instagram asking me if I had weed, which I didn't, so I said no. She also said she had some weird rapey jokes saying randomly while walking, what if I just raped you now? What the fuck? <laughs> I just joked along, but it was just weird. What should I do? Update. I will directly tell her that I'm not okay with that. She also mentioned wanting to do stuff with a girl before. She is also by, thanks for all the support too, posted by Polarized Wonderland. What? <laughs> What is going on? I don't think your friend understands what lesbian means. Yeah, I don't think your friend understands what fucking threesomes mean or uh, how, how to not be a gigantic-ass weirdo. This is very fucking strange. You have, a, you have a fucking weird friend. Your friend also, has a weird beard. I love the tangent of like, yeah, then she mentions me on Instagram to uh, ask if I have weed, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I said no. I didn't have any weed, so I said no. She's I, fucking hopped up on smoking goofballs, and yeah. that's where this is coming from. Yeah, to get her away from the devil's lettuce and into the light of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, she's just too high for her own good. I also think uh, I would. I feel like this would more be a thing if you're like a middle schooler. This sounds like the sort of shit that like kids who've just heard of sex would like be talking about. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Uh, that girl's a lesbian, so she would she would definitely want to have a threesome because she likes girls. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's such a foreign concept to them, and so they kind of absur assume that uh, uh, gay folks are, like, more sexual or, like, more down to do things. Right. But she's 16. How do you, how do you have that, like, how do you have that idea when you're 16? Yeah. That's hard. This is... Fuck, dude. <laughs> this is just too much. <laughs> it is. I, I think it crosses a line, the fact that she is saying, like, offering you, quote unquote, to people uh, without your consent there. That's yeah. fucking weird and uncool. Yeah. And you need to tell her that. And it's one if she still keeps doing that, then, like, don't be friends with this person. This is really weird. Like, some of this other stuff could just be your friends kind of weird. And if it's bugging you, like, let them know that. But that's that's fucked up to, like you know, inadvertently get you on guys' minds, you know, like get potentially giving them your number or shit like that. Cause that just sounds like kind of the direction this is in. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got a weird reputation and stuff cause you're a weird friend and that matters somewhat when you're 16 and God knows. Adio a Reggie says, OMG, what to do? Find a new best friend. Real ones respect you. <laughs> there you go. Where are my real ones at? Also, also, she says uh, she says this is girl. This girl is by her friends by. Maybe yeah. she's just into you, and this is her weird way of like trying to let you know that. Yeah, fuck your weird friend. You know, have a fun summer. I, I don't know about fucking your weird friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 talk to her. Try to try to see where this is coming from. And uh, try to get it to stop, you know, especially yeah. if you're not into it, despite the fact that you keep saying maybe, but I'm pretty sure that's just because you don't know how to respond to these bizarre ass queries. Yeah. It's very strange queries. Indeed. <laughs> Offered two know. guys for three cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might I suggest my lesbian friend? Here you we take, are. Take these brochures. <laughs> <laughs> These informative tracts. 
Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and just guarantee neither of us have experience with this, I assume, because this is a far out there situation. And uh, I think we've said about all we can say. I'd be down for being offered to people for threesomes. If anyone wants to yeah. offer me two or threesome, I'm down. We'll send, you, we'll send you an Arthur Brem business card. <laughs> Cillian Braille. <laughs> Hell yeah. What color is that? That's bone. Oh, what's the other one that he says? <laughs> the subtle by awful. the card that beats his yeah 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 wait what was it um uh the the subtle off-white coloring my god it's even got a watermark <laughs> yeah <laughs> there we go he starts there sweating and he's fucking shaking and drops it it's <laughs> fucking amazing i love that movie that's american that's, uh, that's american psycho for people who don't know go watch that it's yeah. fucking great and also that's going to be people's reaction when they take a look at the uh, Arthur threesome business card. Oh, <laughs> they drop it, start sweating. Your phone blows up. <laughs> All right. What do you uh, say we get out of the 16F lesbian <laughs> offer and go to the tell my best friend? Oh, <laughs> uh, damn it. I was so prepared to do that. Now you've taken me off guard. I'm going to beat you to the next one. Okay. But yeah, so let's let's top right into the told my best friends. <laughs> uh, I I read that one so. Ah oh, shit. <laughs> so you read this one. Damn it, dude! I've been too focused on my hilarious transition bit. Uh, so why don't we go from focusing too much on my hilarious transition <laughs> bit into told my best friend's younger sister I'd go on a date with her. Oh, this is a goofy one. So me, M22, has been best friends, M21, for close to 10 years. He has a younger sister that is F18, like the plane. <laughs> anyway, so we all live in California, and I went to Texas for some fun and relaxation. We'll come back to that. I went to a rodeo and drank a lot. I remember everything, but my decision-making was very poor. Anyways, she messaged me out of the blue and asked what I'm doing, so I tell her that I'm pretty tipsy. She then goes on a rant about her BF, and I tell her she should find someone better. She says she wants someone like me, and I don't know why, but I say, hey, let's go to Olive Garden. <laughs> she, she then confessed her longtime love to me, and said she's going to break up with her BF. How do I get out of this? Can I say I don't remember? I was more thinking of just being moral support and wanted Italian at the same time. <laughs> Edit. So some background info is that her brother doesn't really care about what she does. Their parents love me and would trade my best friend for me as a son. Lastly, why does everyone suggest I go on this date? Didn't know it was that binding to invite someone to OG. And that was posted by Razzy100. Go on the date. Go on the date. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, bef bef before this, we live in California and I went to Texas for some fun and relaxation. <laughs> I guess you live in California and you're like, Texas, I want to chill. I'm going to fucking Texas. I mean, I guess if, if it's all fucking beaches and mountains and shit and you're like, let's go to some fat, some flat, hot scarbland. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Knock. Sorry. Taco. Oh yeah. That's some flat, hot, some chilling in some flat, hot scrapland. That, that's fair. It's a change of pace. It's also, I don't know, man, go to, go to the beach. What are you doing? You can go to a rodeo, though. I want to go to a rodeo and drink a lot. That does sound kind of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm down to watch people just completely eat shit. Just get fucking bowls. annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm with you. I, I don't know. What do you get? What do you get to lose? Worst case scenario, it's like a little weird, and you get to eat fucking endless pasta or shrimp or whatever the promotion is. God. And uh, there you go. I, I tell you, I can murder some OG right now. Like, I just ate dinner, but give me that fucking fettuccine Alfredo. I've only been to Olive Garden once in my entire life. <laughs> what? You did what now? No, I know. We just didn't go there growing up. And I'd always see the ads and be like, what's up with this place? My parents were like, uh, it's not, it's not very, it's not very good. <laughs> it's really not, but it's a lot of carbohydrates. Exactly. It, always, it is also good in its own way. Like, sometimes yeah. you don't want fancy-ass, uh, like, nice Italian food. Same thing with any other cuisine. Sometimes you want the shitty Americanized stuff. Absolutely. And, uh, 
I support it, but no, dude, I didn't go until I was like 22 or something. Jesus. Yeah. It was a pretty good time. I liked the breadsticks. They're not bad. Yeah. In recent years, they have introduced a breadstick sandwich. How the fuck does that work? What kind of medium for a sandwich is a long tube of bread? I, th- I think it's like a larger, you know, they kind of make it into like a submarine bread, you know, ah, but it's the OG, big. OG garlic bread formula. Big stick. Yeah. Hell Big yeah. stick. Well, yeah, go with her, dude. Get yourself a couple of breadstick sandwiches. I will say, uh, uh, 18 to 22, four years is not a crazy age gap. No, I've dated that, that age, before. No, it's the same. But at that, at that age, you're probably going to be, you're going to be a bit different. You're in different places in your life. Yeah. That's not necessarily uh, out of the question, but just, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, she just can't, keep that She can't mind. drink legally, which is weird. Yeah, so you can't, dude. You can't even go to Olive Garden and get like the endless uh, crappy, crappy box wine. Except for the next three years, she is your DD. There you go. That's a that's a good upside. So you go, you drink enough wine for both. You eat some giant breadstick sandwiches, and then uh, she can drive your drunk, breadsticked uh, ass home. And fuck, dude, that sounds like a great relationship. I could definitely imagine being as drunk as this person says they were and being like, Oh fuck. Yes. Let's go to Olive Garden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I, why don't you just, why don't you just date me? You're like a sweet person. Yeah, like just being just... sweet and stuff. And like, Oh shit, dude. Olive Garden. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's go to Olive Garden. <laughs> let's go to the OG. When you're here, yeah. you're family. And then you'll, you go. And, you'll, and then you'll, you'll be part be of their family. family. And she'll be part of the family, too. And uh, you'll have an all whole Olive Garden family tree. This question was brought to you by Olive Garden. <laughs> you're your family. <laughs> you're bringing back, did you hear they're bringing back the unlimited pasta pass? I did not. I read that fucking blog, the Olive, Olive Garden, where the dude just keeps uh, going back with that pass or whatever and getting smashed and like, gains a whole bunch of weight. But no, nah, man. Oh, they sold out. There's a limited number of pasta passes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Do people like line up to to get the pass? I'm sure it's it's all online. Yeah. Huh. There's one of those like uh Fuck like line animations like waiting to get tickets for Coachella. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. It's a belly that grows until it gets to the end of the line and then you get to get the pass. Guess what was yesterday? What's that? The never-ending pasta bowl. Fuck! <laughs> I missed it. I like. I like that you're actually upset about these things. <laughs> now I feel like I should get one of these pasta passes so that I can like understand. And uh, yeah. here, here we go. Much has been made of Olive Garden on podcasts, but I feel like I should read this text from the website. Please do. What is the never-ending pasta pass? <laughs> the pasta pass allows a pass holder to enjoy the never-ending pasta bowl promotion at Olive Garden as many times as they wish in restaurant for eight weeks. That's right. Unlimited pasta, soup, or salad, and breadsticks at Olive Garden for eight weeks! Exclamation point. The never-ending pasta bowl promotion is September 24th through November 18th, 2018. The pasta pass is not available for redemption with to-go orders, but in-restaurant redemptions are unlimited with the pass. This year we introduce a new annual pasta pass. <laughs> The annual pasta pass offers the same benefits as the pasta pass, but for an entire year. That's right. 52 weeks of unlimited pasta, excluding 11, 22, 18 and 12, 25, 18 when the restaurants are closed for the holidays. Oh, my God. How much is the fucking annual pass, dude? You just get one of those. I don't know. I could actually I would fucking hate that. I could do this for a couple months, like go carb load before I go to the gym. Yeah. Is it like a thousand dollars? I'm not reasonable. I can't even find like, okay, all right, I'm going to have to do a little more dick. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hack, hack into the mainframe to discover this information. We might need to throw a little music here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Take it. Take a guess. Take a guess how much it is. For the, for the two months? For the two month. Uh, $150. $100. Damn, dude. It's a great fucking value. 
That certainly is. So, hey, you uh, listeners, if you use the code uh, 16-inch breadstick, uh, <laughs> put it in at olivegardenpass.com, uh, you'll get a free Olive Garden Pass, and uh, you can take somebody on a date there for moral support. Oh, guess how much the annual is? $1,000. 300 That's pretty. That's pretty fucking reasonable, to dude. That's eat fucked up. at Olive Garden... Any fucking time you want, at think, in an unlimited fashion. I think that's a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a dead that's man. Gonna kill at least one person. <laughs> Me specifically. All right, I, I'm getting pasta sweats just thinking about this. <laughs> and we've become an Olive Garden podcast in about the past uh, the past ten minutes. Let's. Uh, I say we hop out of this pasta bowl <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> We get into uh, this girlfriend's <laughs> sexual past. <laughs> my boyfriend. My boyfriend can't get over my sexual past. Can't. Update. My boyfriend, 33M, and I, 26F, wanted to have more intimacy in our relationship. So we opened up to each other about our sexual histories. I've had more sex than he has, including many casual encounters and open relationships. It's been extremely difficult for him to let go. He's even said it's caused him physical pain. He can't wrap his mind around my morals slash ethics, my motivations slash intentions. I've done my best to explain myself, but it doesn't seem to satisfy him. I'm not sure what else I can do to help him, so I'm wondering if anyone has any advice. Is it possible to have a healthy relationship after this, or is it doomed? There's a little asterisk here. I just want to thank everyone for sharing your perspectives. It's been helpful to think of all these angles. About all them angles he's getting hit at, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you got a whole bunch. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I also just want to ask those who have had, who have said that sexual history is a deal breaker for them. Is there anything I can be doing or saying to help relieve his concerns? Thanks again. And that was posted by Shy Girl, Fly Girl. That's like shy, like Chicago. Uh-huh. Good. Good, uh, good pun name. Good pun name. Yeah. Good pun name. Um... I think this is a common thing, although your boyfriend's 33, so that's like pretty late for this shit to be going on. True. Maybe not. Maybe this is more prevalent than I thought. Um, I've, I've been this person, too, in like my first relationship. Uh, I had no sexual experience, and my girlfriend did. And I remember like stewing on that a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, oh, like, she's been with, I haven't. Like, you feel like there's this imbalance there, and it makes you anxious, and you stew over it. Uh, but the ultimate state of the situation is like your, your girlfriend's with you right now. Like they picked you, you know, yeah. you're dating each other. There's a shit that happens in the past. It's possible she didn't even know you during that time, but, but it's irrelevant. Like you weren't together, you know? Uh, and while it's like certainly not pleasant to think about for many people, if you have kind of that weird uh, gut feeling about it, you need to at least rationally realize that, you know, there's no wrong there. It's not, it's not a big deal. Right. So this is another situation where, as I've said before, this is a thought that's just not worth engaging with. Mm-hmm. And if you're this person feeling like this in a relationship, just don't don't stew on that. If you find those thoughts coming up, just keep steering away from them. Otherwise, you're gonna obsess about it. You're gonna make yourself feel bad, and you're gonna end a relationship or make problems in a relationship that could, you know, possibly pretty be pretty good. Yeah, I'm totally with it. Uh... You're totally right that 33 is late in the game to be this concerned about your partner's sexual past. For uh, real. Because the older you get uh, and the older your sexual partners get, the more sexual partners they're going to have had. And that's not a big deal. It's I mean, not Jesus. a big deal even a little bit. Yeah, this dude could like pretty reasonably have been dating for like 18 years or so. Like, yeah. <laughs> come on, dude. If you're the, uh, if, uh, the girl asking, though, like if you're the person whose partner is doing this, uh, you can reassure them a bit, you know, if they're expressing these issues and just reaffirm, like, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, but at a certain point, if they continue to make a thing of this, that that's not going to help anymore. And it's not on you to like allay this person's insecurities. And that might be, uh, the sign of an insecurity that's, that's too much for this relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I want to read this altered perspective comment. Let's hear it. Because this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, the formatting on this looks kind of like a poem, so I'm going to read it like a poem. 
For some men, sex is a fuck, a nothing, a wet wank. For others, it's about ownership. The girl gave herself. For some, it's a magical coming together of love. Men see sex in many different ways. If he sees it as something different to you, then you really need to talk. The other thing is that we all know that other men see sex in those ways too. This may sound extreme, but guys who have had those issues imagine they are belittled in some way that their girl saved herself for him. He doesn't want to walk into a store and be greeted by two guys who, last week, were giving high fives to each other as they spit roasted the woman he loves. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, that may seem extreme, but many guys do think, I've had her. Your fella knows this and knows that some of your past partners will be thinking of you that way. I'm not justifying his feelings or saying I agree. I'm just explaining where he might be coming from. In a prose poem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You know what I mean? Like, But that that's the thing. Like, that might sound extreme, but that could be where people's fucking mind goes if you get, like, obsessive and, and over-concerned about this. Uh, Before we get too far away from it, I just want to say, born to die, sex is a fuck, kill them all 2018, <laughs> I am tote man. <laughs> the first merch item uh, and it's just this poem on the back <laughs> that's a very good t-shirt uh, another part of this though is just there, there's definitely a uh, like a fucking patriarchal thing going on here too absolutely to like many men in the popular culture like man having sex with a woman there's like a dominance there's like an ownership and like a girl who has sex with a guy though like she's been used and they you know what I mean like the the power dynamic and like the moral the morality of each side is completely skewed in a bullshit fashion right and even if you recognize that you can still be affected from this though because you're fucking raised in that environment so it's also you know something that helps to think about it in that sense you know that that is it's fucking bullshit and uh on top of that you know recognize that and do your best not to play into it because playing into that supports that fucking garbage yeah not into it. Not into this patriarchal horseshit. No, uh, exactly. Yeah, because you're fine with however many people he had sex with. You know, it's you say it's less than you, but you know, it's not a problem for you. It's not a problem for me. Who my partner's not had pro- sex with. <laughs> not a problem for me either. I thought we were specifically talking about these guys. I'm all right with it. I don't care how many either of them uh, have banged. <laughs> That's cool with me. I just want them to know that. Yeah, problem solved. Me. But yeah, try to try to articulate that uh, as we were saying before. Try to articulate it to your partner. You care about him. You're with him. Um, but if it becomes too much, you can't do that all the time. This this might not work out. Straight up, chill the fuck out. If you're the dude, that's what it comes down to. Chill yeah. the fuck out. CTFO. Yeah. All right, Arthur. How about we go ahead and get out of the high fiving grocery store spit roast. And end to the end of the episode. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> this has been a very goofy episode of Radio Free Tote Bag. Um, our intro music is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. And you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. You can find it at thehayfellows.com, instagram.com, slash thehayfellows, or on Spotify, look up the Hayfellows. Straight up. Boom. Hey, uh, Patreon's still going. What are we at? Three bucks now? The bidding is three dollars for a picture on Dono's wall. Yeah, send us some damn money. I'll put your picture up. Straight up. Also, boys. Also, you need to like, comment, and subscribe. You need to like, comment, and subscribe and rate on iTunes and other platforms, please. Yes, we've gotten some reviews. We've gotten some comments. Uh, We really appreciate it. If you're somebody who hasn't done that, literally just click the stars uh, on whatever app you're using. And uh, if you feel like it on iTunes, just give us a cool little review. Yeah, appreciate it. Tell us something nice. Yes. And I forgot to plug it earlier. Uh, the suggestion box, as always, is running. You got an anonymous question, you want us to talk about it on the show, and uh, maybe make a whole goofy, stupid bit out of it, throw it in there. I and, love a goofy, uh, stupid bit. Me too. All right, Arthur. How about we get out of this discussion of goofy, stupid bits <laughs> and into the outro? <laughs>
<laughs> it's been very good having you with us, and we can't wait to see you again next week. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. God damn, I love driving jokes into the ground. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Arthur. Um, we're not going to ride out on Stephanie by the Hey Fellows this week because uh, legendary video game music producer Nobuo Uematsu announced earlier this week that he'd be taking a hiatus from work for health reasons. So to honor him and uh, his work, which has had such a profound impact on me, here's Blue Fields from Final Fantasy VIII. Enjoy. Enjoy.